to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. There's a new song that's been, it's actually been out for a while by Jeremy Camp. And it says, keep me in the moment. And it starts out and it says, I've been thinking about time and where does it go? How can I keep my life from passing me by? I don't know. (laughs) And I just think about in my life to see, and I always say that I never really saw time and time really didn't have a meaning to me until I had children. Mm. And when I had my children, it was like time went from non-existent to me to it was like it was wide open, full force. Yeah. And you see their birthdays go and you see changes in their life and you see them as they continue to grow. And then you see them, Abby, getting ready to graduate high school and go into a new phase of life. And I'm a lot like Jeremy Camp. I've been thinking about time. <laughs> And where on earth does it go? Uh. And as we're here, and I know Thanksgiving was this past week, and as me and you were just sitting here talking, you know, about a topic for the day, we talked about time and how fast that it truly is. And as we were talking, my mom went to Colossians chapter four. We spoke about this before we started podcasting. And I'm going to read verses one through six. Masters given to your servants, that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Withal praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. But let's go back to verse 5. Walk in wisdom toward them which are without. What does that part mean first? What does that part mean first? Before we get to the part of redeeming the time, what does it mean to walk in wisdom toward them that are without? What does that mean? That are without Christ? That don't know Christ? That are without what? Well, that's a, that's a good that's a good question. <laughs> I like those knockout blows that you I throw at you. Get you, get you that. So I think it, in my opinion, I think that truly does mean those that are without Christ, because we know that we have inside of us a gift from the Lord, and that if we know Christ and are known of Christ, and we have had an encounter with Him, there's a gift that lives inside of us. And that's the gift of everlasting life that the Lord has given unto us. And that love of God that passes all knowledge and understanding. There's something at work inside of us that's not at work in the world today. It's unique. It's strange. It's crazy to the world. This love that we have, this offense of Christ. You know, that, I think that's what that means, that we walk in wisdom to them that are without. As we walk through our normal, everyday life, and as we encounter people right. that don't know Christ, we need to walk. We, 
you know, we need to walk in wisdom. And I think it, it answers this in verse six, that let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man, that we are able to give an account, that first Peter 3.15, give an account for the hope that's inside right. of us. I think that these two scriptures wrap themselves around each other. And then you went into a part here earlier, as we were talking before we started podcasting, about the redeeming of this time. And I would love for you to dive into what you said right before we started so recording. Yeah, dive into no, this. Let's circle back, though, before we okay. do that, if that's okay, yeah. to, 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 to your question. Yeah. Um, so I popped open my Blue Letter Bible. Yeah. And so for those of you who don't have Blue Letter Bible, yeah. download it. Check yeah. it out. Really powerful. We're not being sponsored We're by them, by the way. We're not sponsored by them. It'd be but, cool if they did. But if you're listening in and you desire to sponsor <laughs> us, that's we fine. We would accept a sponsorship, right? Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> But as we think about your question here about what, who are these that are without? Sure. Okay. So I click on, I click on that scripture. Yeah. I go into the, uh, the, uh, the, the Thayer's Greek lexicon from that scripture for that word. That word is exos, exos. Ironically, if you go down to the Strong's concordance for that Greek word, you, in Matthew 5 and 13, the word for being without salt, you're the salt of the earth, hmm. and it talks about being cast, casting out the salt that's lost its savor. So so it's it's that. It, and then, ironically, in, in this scripture that you just read, it goes on down and talks about the, the, the us being salt. Mm. And so it's like... It's pretty neat to see that that it really that, is that tie in. That's so cool. Um, so your question here, what we were talking about before before we went live on the podcast today was was time and 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 what is uh, what is this in context of of where we are today, and and there's another scripture that that really I go to often because my kids are growing. Yep. Um, I'm getting, I crossed over into 40 this year. Oh, wow. So time is a big deal to me. You're so old. Uh, yeah. I got a high schooler, a middle schooler <laughs> and, and yeah, yep. this is, Amen. this is, this is, um, yeah. So time is some, I'm getting some more gray hairs and you know, all that. I didn't I'm, want to say anything, but yeah, you're, you're pretty gray. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love that. We had to use the button. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we are. The other scripture in talking about time, and, and that is Ephesians 5 and 15. See then that you walk circumspectly and not as fools, but as wise. Again, wisdom, the common thing, Colossians here, walking in wisdom. Verse 16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Mm. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And, and as I begin to think about this word redeeming again, what do I do? I go to the etymology of the word. I want to understand what does this word really mean? Redeeming right. time. Yeah. So you, you, you go into the Greek lexicon, you're going to find things like to purchase and to buy, which is what you would expect, right? You know, with the word redeeming, it's not, it's not changed that much over time. But, but one of the commentaries that I read a few years ago on this particular word in scripture, when I was pondering on it, doing some study on it was, was this, the imagery was of a woman in a marketplace that had a limited amount of funds uh, available to her that was searching for the best deal. Mm. 
the most economic deal for her. And as I begin to think about that in that context, redeeming the time basically says to me that I have a limited resource. Think about time. Okay, yeah. you let's all think about time for just a second. We don't know the day nor the hour. No, we don't. When the Son of Man cometh. And we also don't, we're not promised tomorrow. No. So we're walking around with a limited resource yep. at our disposal called time. We don't know. Guys, when you go to the bank um, or you go to, to the to the ATM and you're going to buy some something nice, uh, you, you're going to know how much you have left over in the bank after you make that purchase. But time is different, Anthony. And, 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 and as I, I think about that, it's a sobering thought to, to think, and we're not trying to be depressing here, guys, <laughs> no, but we're no, trying to be realistic. No. Right. And, and there's some practical application I think we can all, and we're going to share some practical application that, that we're trying, attempting to apply to our lives and, and, and in, in this context. But let's share this. Let's just open this up. We're walking around with limited funds. We can't check the balance. Yeah. We can't check the balance to see whether we have anything left over or not after this is purchased. So when you say, when I say yes to something, it cost me something. There was a movie that came out years ago called Time. And literally on every person, they had a little clock that showed how much time they had left. And when the clock hit zero, they were done. And they were always trying to buy more time. What does the Bible tell us? That our life is just a vapor that appeareth for a season, then it vanisheth away. We're just a shadow and a vapor, you know. And to each one of us, it is appointed a time to die. Then after this, the judgment. So this we know. We know this is true. And what are people trying to do today? They're trying to increase their lifespan by getting more healthy. They're trying to find the fountain of youth. That way they can live forever. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants time. But like you said, it's such a it's it's a commodity right. that we don't have no idea about. I mean, we're not promised the next second, really. No, the no. Lord could come back. Something could happen in these bodies and the Lord call us home at any moment of time. Right. But to redeem the time that we have, what impact? There was a saying years ago. I mean, it's a pretty popular. What will you do with the time that you've been given? Mm. What will you do with the time you've been given? A lot of people will live in fear with the time that they've been given because they don't they they worry about what's going to happen the next moment, the next second, and they don't redeem the time because they sit in fear and in turmoil thinking about it. Then you have those that waste the time that they've been given, living would live in any old way, doing whatever they want, just going through life as they like to say, just I'm I'm, ha- I'm my happy go lucky self. I just want to enjoy the time I've got. And then you got those that are on mission for Christ and they redeem the time because they understand that the time is short and we know that it is harvest time and that the fields are ripe for harvest and that we should pray that the Lord send laborers unto the harvest because we know that the field is ripe, ready for harvest. So for us to redeem the time, I love what you, I love the commentary that you gave on that. The woman in the marketplace, she had a limited amount of funds, but she wanted the absolute best that she could get for the limited amount of funds that she had. So there's another old saying, live your best life, living your best life. This isn't my best life. (laughs) You know what I mean? My best life will be lived in heaven, my eternity. But nevertheless, the time that I've been given on this earth 
you know, everybody wants to make an impact. Everybody wants to have, you know, everybody wants an impact in some way, shape or form. I think that's the human nature of us. And we know that we're limited on time to be able to do that. Why? Well, think about a political, somebody that's in politics. They want to get as high as they can to make a name for themselves before their political career is over. So they want to reach as high as they can. I think sometimes this is misconstrued in ministry that people want to exceed and reach some big high level to have a lasting effect in the ministry in some way, shape, or form, which at the end of it, it all should point to Christ. It shouldn't be about us in any way, shape, or form because it all points to Christ. It's not about how high I can reach or a goal that I can reach in the ministry. My goal is to be a servant for God and redeem the time that he's given me. In other words, with the limited time that I have, I want to give my absolute best to him. Right. And some, whatever that is, whether, whether I'm scraping the toilets, if I'm emptying the garbage for the kingdom of God, whatever I'm doing, if I'm ministering, if I'm singing, if I'm witnessing, whatever that looks like in any way, shape or form, Lord, that I would redeem that time and that I would, and that I would understand father that you've given me a, a, a given amount of time here. And I want to redeem that and give you the absolute best that I can for that time that you've given me. Mm. It's a, it's a heavy, it's heavy. Time is heavy. And we, we have no concept of it. I mean, at the older we get, it seems like the days go faster. When we were young, when I was young, I would sit around and think, oh, this day is never going to end. Mm. This is one of those days that go on forever. But as we get older, you, it's almost like you wake up and you blink your eyes and you're like, where did the day go? Where did the day go? And what impact did I have? What did I actually accomplish? Yeah, there was, a, there was an analogy that was given to me one time. I was actually having that conversation with somebody. And I remember as a kid, like a summer day, it felt like it took forever, yeah. right? The summer day felt like it took a month. And you wake up in the morning and you go outside. Mom would not allow us in the house after we left, walked outside. So it was outside barefoot, walking through the Appalachian Mountains all day long. <laughs> I wasn't allowed Love in. It. I was not allowed in until dark. Mom right. would bring us a peanut butter jelly sandwich outside at lunch, and then we would just stay out there till dark. That's the way we had to live life. It was awesome. Yeah. But um, those days took forever. Yeah. And then I was talking to someone about that recently, and I don't even remember who, uh, but I do remember what they said. But it was this when. When I'm one years old, one year is 100% comparatively to my life. <laughs> it's when true. I'm two years old, one year is 50% of my life. When I'm one day old, one, one day is 100% of my so So we live life from a, from a position of comparative analysis. So it's all based on relative to our experience. Everything we see and experience is based on it, it's relative to our limited exposure and experience. So as a child, one year for a six year old, that's a big percentage of his life. Yeah. But the older that kid gets one year, one day is less and less of a percentage comparatively, relatively speaking to the other part of his life. So here we're getting 40 and, and, you know, in our forties and soon to be fifties. Well, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I'm not there yet, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but, but it, it, that day, that year is getting less and less and less relatively speaking as yeah. a proportion of our entire life. Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't mean that time necessarily goes faster, yeah. but the way we see time is different because relative to our experience. 
Yeah. What about the way that we base everything in our life on time? If we, if you're at work and you're working somewhere, it's all the time somebody asks. It's all the time that somebody asks, well, how many more, how much longer you got to work? When can you retire? And everybody's got that number based in their head. Man, yeah. I can retire in 15 more years. Yeah, if I've I can. got a lot to say about that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. think about it. So everybody's living for the retirement. Everybody yeah. is spending time dreaming, thinking, yeah. someday. It's someday. so true. It's so okay. true. Okay, and think about oh, it. Okay. Most people will only get to retire at 65, I think more like 68, 70 years old now. Yeah. So that means, let's say you retire at uh, 65, yeah. okay? The average uh, lifespan in the U.S. is 78. Uh, so that means that you have 13 years to actually be happy in your life. <laughs> That's so sad. And so unless oh. you and actually during that time, you're going to be probably the most sickest that you have been because your body is getting older and you're getting sicker. And so you're not going to be able to go on the cruises and everything else you wanted to do during that 13 years. So the, the, the question looms, when are we going to start enjoying the life that God gave us to live mm. today and wow. be present and live in the moment and not be living for that retirement. And, and I think that we, 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 we build this, this dream. That's a really a facade and matter of fact, I've even heard it said by many wise men, I will never retire. When I stop moving forward, I die. Mm. And so you just change what you do. You don't clock into your, your nine to five like you used to, but you still, you still do something. And so I think in, in relative to time, I was complaining just the other day, Anthony, um, about time and that. We have a basketball game. We have a baseball game. We have a football game. We have a volleyball game. We have a school event. We have this and that. And I was complaining about the sporting events for my for my kids. And someone that was much wiser than me in the moment looked at me in disgust. Hmm. And I was offended by the look of disgust. And they said to me with <laughs> without any hesitation, there'll come a day, son. Mm. There'll come a day when you wish you had a sporting event to attend for your kids and you'll wish you had this time back. I've heard that too. So you better be present in the moment yeah. because you're going to wish you had this moment back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. But what you're saying, it, it, it's exactly the truth. I mean, my goodness. And I, so I was talking to a really good friend of mine in Jamestown, Kentucky one day, one of my best friends. And I was talking about how fast time goes and to watch the kids grow up. And I said, how sad that is. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm amazed at you. And I said, what do you mean? He said, don't you realize that every day that you're able to be alive and see your children grow and watch them grow in the Lord, that that's blessings from God being poured out on you? Mm. He said, you're sitting here living in past. He said, but when God should have you right in the future and you should be enjoying the blessings you got right now. That was a humbling moment. Oh, yeah. Especially for the state of mind I was in at the time, I wanted somebody to wallow in my sorrow, <laughs> sorrow with me. I didn't want to be sat there and be corrected, but I didn't even get to. I didn't even get to waller. I didn't get to waller in my misery, you know. But there's so much truth to it, you know. Every day is a blessing from God. Mm -hmm. Every moment is a blessing from God. Every second, every every breath that we're able to take on this life is a blessing. Are you going to go through hardships in life? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Are you going to look back and say, my goodness, that was a rough year? Yeah, you're human. Yep. My goodness. But redeem the time that we get. So I, let's put it into practical use. What yep. does it mean to us as children of God to redeem the time? Or how do we redeem this time? 
How do we redeem the time that the Lord has given us? Well, first of all, you can't let somebody else redeem it for you. Oh, wow. That's a, you know, that's I think, a marvel. I think it was, it was clear there that, that it was, it was, it's on you. It is. It's on you to decide how you spend it. Oh, wow. And there's so many people that have opinions on how you should spend it. Yeah. It's like, imagine time as currency. So look at this as time as currency. Many people have opinions about your currency, how you should spend it. Hmm. But they do not, nor do you know how much you have. Right. So um, it's, I, I think, you know, you ask that it's, it's a literally a million dollar question, right? Yeah. But, because how do we, how do we do that? So let's go back to the woman in the marketplace. Okay. How would she do it? She would, she would do it carefully. <laughs> yeah. She would actually, if she, okay, the woman, remember, she has a limited amount of funds. Yep. She's trying to provide for her family. She's yep. trying to, you know, she's. Wants the best she can living. get. Yeah. She wants the best value she can get. Yes. For the money that she has. Yeah. At that limited amount of funds. So for us, I think it's, I'm, I'm thinking first, because that woman probably, it's Christmas season during this podcast. I'm thinking about what am I going to buy my team at work for for, for Christmas. Hmm. I'm thinking about ah oh, man, I'd like to have that red that red jacket or that you know I like I like to have this pair of binoculars or this gun or whatever. I'm thinking about me, right? Yeah. I don't think that woman was worried about her the the color of slippers. No, I don't think the woman was worried about uh, buying for you know extracurriculars. I think she was probably focused on her inner circle of her family first. Mm. So if I'm thinking about that, and and if that woman said yes to something to purchase something, the funds used to purchase that couldn't be used to purchase anything else. It was just to purchase that that object. So when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. So in, in our lives, we have to learn. I feel like, and I'm learning this, right? <clears throat> People are going to want to tell you how to spend it, but you got to decide for you what is the most important thing first. And it won't happen. And to get this, you have to create a spending plan, just like you do for your budget, just like you do for your, your, your if, if you don't create a budget, you're going to spend and spend and spend, and you're going to be broke at the end of the day. Okay, if you don't budget your time, if I don't budget my time, and I don't plan, because if you don't, a failure to plan is planning to fail, right? So if I don't plan how I'm going to spend my time, it will be dictated for me. If I don't schedule my day, and, and even, even on my work schedule, Anthony, I block out time to focus. I block out, you know, I, I look at the week ahead. I block out at 30 minutes here, 20 minutes here, 10 minutes here, and it's focused. And I tell my executive assistant, don't touch it. Don't touch my focus time. That is my time. I need that time. So I build in these margins of time. Uh, uh, you know, if I've got a, a family event in the evening, well, I put it on the calendar at work. That way nobody touches that evening. Nobody touches. You have to guard because people will be trying to steal your time, just like people trying to steal your money, and you got to guard it. Some Every phone call, you don't take. Guys, you don't have to take every call. Hmm. You don't have to be everything for everybody. And don't live with guilt because people try to place guilt on you for not spending time at a certain place because they will wear you out. You should be here. You should be there. And guilt, guilt, guilt. And you're living with guilt. Focus on your the ones closest to you, the mission God has called you on, and spend your time there. If you got anything left over, yeah, you know, you, you can open that. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network Podcast. 
Until next time, keep cultivating.